Okay, good morning. Parashat Bo, of course, describes the beginning of Am Yisrael's exodus there. Uh, leaving Egypt, the Yisiyat Misraim, it's the last of the three Makot, and then it's Korban Pesach, which is sacrificed and commanded in the parasha. I want to zone in on just one pasuk and the commentary of Rashi on it. It's a pasuk that describes how Am Yisrael go to do the Korban Pesach. Pasuk says, Vayelechu ve'ya'asu b'nei Yisrael. B'nei Yisrael went and did. As God had commanded Moshe and Aharon, so they did. There's a certain redundancy twofold in this Pasuk. On the one hand, Pasuk says they did as they were commanded, so too they did. I don't want to focus on that. But furthermore, the Pasuk says that they did, and tells you enough times that they did. Why does the Pasuk, can you start with that first word, Vayelechu, they went? What's the significance of them going? Just tell me, quite simply, in the Pasuk, God commanded Moshe and Aharon, and they did accordingly. What's with Vayelechu, Rashi? The Pasuk is counting, even, and mentioning the walking, the going. Writes Rashi from the Chachamim. This teaches us that they got rewarded, Sachar, not only for the fulfillment of the Korban Pesach, the slaughtering, the eating, the involvement, but even for the going, it's what we call Sechar Halicha and Sechar Pesiot, indeed. Uh, that's the words of Rashi, and the first mention in the eyes of the Hachamim of this concept of Sechar Halicha, Sechar Pesiot, is by Korban Pesach. I'd like to, for a few moments, try to understand what it means to have Sechar Pesiot, which means the reward for steps or strides, and what it means, Sechar Halicha, reward for walking, and why we find it specifically in the context of Korban Pesach, we'll find it in the Gemara, by Talmud Torah, by Tefillah as well, by study of Torah, by prayer, but you don't find it by other mitzvot. There's no such concept of, well, I walked a long way for a sukkah, maybe I should be rewarded. There's no such concept of, I went into a long travel, an arduous and difficult journey for tzedakah, maybe I should be rewarded for it. It's only by Talmud Torah, by tefillah, and uh, in truth, Korban Pesach, kind of along the lines of the two, Korban Pesach being like, uh, uh, what's it called, an, an avodah of tefillah. But the Gemara. Pouring rain. Yeah. Go to shul. Yeah, Why? yeah. Why? How do you like that? I have to tell you, when I first got married, uh, my wife discovered, she didn't know when we were dating, but she discovered when we first got married that I have a terrible sense of direction. So we'd be driving to, uh, generally speaking, it was to her parents, and I would conveniently get get lost along the way. And so she, we got in a few arguments. You, pick, you picked up on the job. That's right. They live in Staten Island. Okay. So, uh, so we were on our way to Staten Island more than once, and I would get lost. I didn't, and it was before uh, Waze. Um, we had GPS. We paid the extra money for the GPS. Device. I would still get lost in the wrong time. I'd misunderstand it, etc. Anyway, I t- tried to teach her. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work at all. I, mean, I, was, I was a little bit pulling her leg. It's only by Talmud Torah and by Tefillah and by Korban Pesach. But uh, I tried to pull it. And the truth is, sechar halicha, sechar pesiot, the concept of getting I reward for that. 100%, 100%. Extra walking. That's what I was trying to sell her on. She didn't buy, she didn't it. buy it. No, no. She ended up just driving by herself. <laughs> she, she, I, I got the passenger seat. At least I got that out of it. But um, when I grew up and, and was, was younger, maybe 18, 19 years old, so I, I, for a long time, had two people who I would think about, two rabbis I would envision 
as embodying, well, not just the study of Torah, but the, the difficult journey and getting rewarded for that for Torah. Uh, first, when I was in high school, I remember visiting Yeshiva University one day, and Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik, that's the brother of my father's rabbi, Rabbi Joseph B. Soloveitchik, Rabbi Aaron Soloveitchik, he would come every week from Chicago, and he was still there when I was in high school. I remember meeting him when I was in high school, and uh, he would walk, he had a stroke and numerous difficulties, walk very slowly, but he would make the trip in from Chicago weekly, and every step was, you could see, difficult for him walking to his place in the Midrash, making his way in. He was helped by people and he was pushing, you know, one of those walkers. I used to see that and I said, that's Sechar Pesiot, that's Sechar Halicha, that's a person who doesn't just study, but he puts in a lot to get to there. Then I was a little bit older, maybe a few years later, when I was 18, 19 years old, and I was studying in Israel for the year. I had cousins who lived in a in a, a, a yeshuv called Alon Shevut, and there there's the yeshiva. My father, my brother studied there, Yeshivat Har Etzion, Gush Etzion. And I remember I was visiting there once on a Friday or maybe on a Thursday or something like that, and the rabbi, the head rabbi there, Rosh Yeshiva, who was my father's rabbi as well, Rabbi Aaron Lichtenstein, he, I remember watching him completely different. He was younger, he would run to his seat. He was a person who was not known for his outward passion. He was just a diligent matmid. He would study Torah, but you would see him holding a stack of books and run to his seat. It was an iconic Rabbi Lichtenstein move. Uh, so these were two different, completely appropriate, completely different approaches with regards to walking and approaching a mitzvah, but each of them, in my mind, taught me something about what's necessary to go into, not just the study of Torah, not just praying, but approaching it as well. The truth is, just recently I read a book in which those two uh, personalities came together in this aspect. It was uh, Rabbi David uh, So He tells in his book that he heard from Rabbi Lichtenstein that his diligence in the study of Torah he got from conversations with Rabbi Lichtenstein. He watched Rabbi Lichtenstein, who was so dedicated, and he asked him, Rabbi, had you come to this point? And he said to him, when I was a young man studying in Yeshivat Chaim Berlin, in Brooklyn, he said there was a rabbi who was my rabbi. His name was Rabbi Aaron Salavechik. And Rabbi Aaron Salavechik used to travel from Manhattan at a time when the trains, I guess, were a little bit more complicated, it would take him over an hour, maybe an hour and a half every day. And there was one year where he was my rabbi and the, stu- the class diminished in size. There was two, three boys left in the class. And nonetheless, he would make that trip in every single day without missing a day. It was kind of, for me, those two personalities, those two typologies of Sechar Halichav, Sechar Pesiyah coming together. The truth is the Gemara talks about this concept in several places, most notably in Masechet Berachot. The Gemara Masechet Berachot and Afvava Mudbet tells the following, Amar bihelbo Amar Avuna Hayosemi Beta Keneset person who leaves the synagogue, he shouldn't walk quickly, shouldn't take strong and heavy or uh, dense uh, strides. You should do slower strides out of the case. How do you like that? Uh, Abaye qualifies this. What's that? Oh, we're getting there, we're getting there. One second. Abaye says... Uh, when you're when you're leaving so slow, 
When you're going to Knees, quick. Shene'emar, it's a mitzvah to do, nirdefa ladaat et Adonai. We should chase in order to know God. Amar bizera, Kasim, this is for you. Meresh ki hava hazina lehul rabbanan dekarahate lepirka beshabbeta. Originally, when I would see the rabbis, the students who were budding scholars, they would run to the derashah of the rabbi who was teaching on Shabbat. Amina, I said, they're being mehalel Shabbat. Rashi is mesayin to the Gemara Masechet Shabbat and Dafkof Yod Gimal. Asu livsoa pesia gasa b'Shabbat. You're not allowed to, right? You're not allowed to run on Shabbat. I said, beautiful. I'm, uh, thank, thankfully, I, my, my eyesight is strong. So anyway, this Gemara and Dafkof Yod Gimal Masechet Shabbat. Anyway, how do you get it back? Looking, Looking the at the candles, like in the candles, the candles, the candles. Why? Yeah, candles, well, no, you, do, you do it in conjunction. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the, the Gemara says. Uh, so I, I, Rabbi Zera says, I thought they were being mehalel Shabbat. Kevan de shemana lehad Rabbi Tanhuma, Marbi Yoshua ben Levi. Once I heard the following statement, I understood. That it was appropriate. What was that statement? You should always run, not only to synagogue, which is what we were talking about a moment ago, but to Devar Halacha, for Talmud Torah as well. Even on Shabbat. And then, said Rabbi Zera, once I heard that statement, once I saw it, I too would run. In other words, initially he was rebuking the uh, students. How could you be running? Once he heard this and understood the merit, he said, ah, I'm running as well. He became part of the, the track team. Amar Rebizera, Rebizera similarly and relatedly, uh, record, it's recorded in the Gemara, Agra de Pirka Rihata. The agra, the true reward for pirka, for the class, for the derasha, attending it is rihata, is the running to it. What do you mean? What about the class, the learning? Says Rashi. The core reward for going to hear the class from the rabbi. It's the uh, the reward of running there. Shehare. Explains Rashi. The reason is Rubam Girsa because the majority of people who go to classes don't really understand it. They don't retain the information. That's right. And they walk out and they say, "What the rabbi said? Ah, hard to explain. Uh, so hard to explain." Says Rashi. That's why the Ikar Torah is the Rihata, the running there, the going to it. The Gemara in Masechet Sotan, Daf Kafbet, has how there was an almana, there was a widow, and she lived close to one knis, and she lived further from the knis of Rabbi Yohanan. She used to walk to that of Rabbi Yohanan. He asked her, what are you doing here? Why don't you go close, nearby? It's easier for you. She said, I want the sachar of the travel to come to you. The Mishnah in the fifth parak of Masechet Avot. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Beautiful. They have Marbe. Yeah, Marbe Zechuyot. The Mishnah in, in Avot Pereke. Mishnah Yodalit. Says that's right. That's right. My wife chose Avenue P to live on. Sachar Pesiot. Sachar Halicha. And says the Mishnah in Pereke Avot Pereke. Mishnah Yodalit. That happens to be the other time I told my wife. Sechar Halicha. She was choosing. I said, it's okay. Choose how you could choose on Avenue I for like a Sechar Halicha. Anyway, Arba Midot Beholche 
לבית המדרש, למשנה פרקי אבות ססדר, four מידות, four types of individuals who go to the בית מדרש, הולך ואינו עושה, זכר הליכה בידו. The first one is the person who goes, but he's not עושה, meaning he doesn't study appropriately. Nonetheless, זכר הליכה בידו. Of course, there are others, there's the one who doesn't go, the one who goes and does, etc., but that's the statement again. So I'd like to, for just a few minutes, to... understand this concept of Sechar Halicha, which again, as I mentioned earlier, exists in the Torah as per Rashi and the Hachamim by Korban Pesach. According to the Hachamim, it applies to Talmud Torah and to Tefillah. Why those as opposed to, I don't know, the Mitzvah of Sukkah, or perhaps the Mitzvah of Sedaka? Maharal, in his commentary in several places, he addresses this in his commentary to Pekeh Avot in Derech Hayim. He addresses it as well in his uh, book called Netiv HaAvodah in Perekeh. And Maharal suggests that there's a distinction, there's a difference between mitzvot in general and the mitzvah of Talmud Torah and Tefillah. And the difference is, and I'm going to summarize, and I'm going to explain it further afterwards based on the words of Rav Hutner in his book Pahadits Haq and Rosh Hashanah in Ma'amar Hev, The difference goes as follows. When I perform a mitzvah, I'm fulfilling the command of Borei Olam. God commanded me to sound the shofar, to listen to the shofar, I'm fulfilling that. God commanded me to sit in the sukkah and to eat in it, and I'm doing so, etc. When it comes to tefillah, when it comes to Talmud Torah, there's a qualitative difference. In those circumstances, I'm not just merely performing a mitzvah, I'm fulfilling kirva Hashem. I'm understanding that this experience is significant, not just because of the words I'm saying, nor just because of the brain activity that's being triggered or the memory that's being stored. It's because in these moments, I'm feeling and experiencing a dialogue, a conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Mishnah Pirkei Avot, in truth, talks about how when people are studying Torah, certainly 10, but even one, Shekhinah Imo, the description, certainly two as well, it's Gemara and Barachot. Likewise, but the statement of the Hachamim, says Maharal, is specifically by these mitzvot, because these mitzvot represent a different form of Avodah. Of course, we always envision any mitzvah, I'm doing it for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, true. But in the presence, the ikar, the core performance of these mitzvot, Tamut Torah and Tefillah, is the presence, the standing in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To the extent that, Rav Hutner points out in his book, Pahadits Haq, he cites from Ritva, for example, in Masechet Sukkah and Dafkafhe, who suggests that when it comes to the mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel, going up to the Mikdash three times a year, the mitzvah is not just performed when I'm in the Mikdash, no, no. The mitzvah is performed in the aliyah, that's right. There's a sakhar on the aliyah. For what reason? Because when I come close to something, it by definition is fulfilling being in its presence. The closer, you know, I remember as a child I wanted to go to Shea Stadium, Aliyah Shalom, right? I remember just from a distance seeing, it was a disgusting stadium, but as a child it was beautiful, seeing the stadium from a different, from a distance, Lehavdil, for me was, ah, oh, we were getting close with Kodesh, Kodashim, you know, like, but even every step, every, you know, you're in traffic as you're getting into the game, every, every inch you come closer, you're almost feeling it. 
the idea of being sechar halicha sechar pesiah is fulfilled because when the mitzvah is to be in the presence of something, I'm coming closer to it. If the mitzvah is to shake the lulav, okay, so I came closer to shake, but you didn't shake the lulav, azma. Okay, lefum agras, sa'ara agra, you'll be full, I understand. But the pesiah, the halicha, the walking, the strides to it, is a fulfillment when it's something that's fulfilled specifically when you're in its presence. The closer I get to it, the more I'm performing. That's the explanation to these words of Maharal. As for example, explains Pahad Yitzhak, he says, when you finish Amidah, the understanding of Halakha and of the Hakamim is, you're still in the middle of Amidah to a certain extent until you take those steps backward. But I finished saying the words. My Amidah is over, I'm finished, Chalas. Why do I have any Halakhot connected to me? Because I'm still Still in the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A synagogue, a Bet Knesset, he explains further, is not just a place for tefillah, it's a place for kibbat HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for coming closer to Borei Olam. It means, he explains, and we're suggesting through this conversation, that Sechar Pesiyad, Sechar Halicha, this idea of being rewarded for the steps, should be not just an inspiration to go to classes or to walk a long distance, this knis, it should be a paradigm changer for us in terms of understanding what knis is. What is midrash? What's a class? What's a uh, prayer? Is it just a place where my brain moves a little bit more and I understand better, where my lips uh, move and maybe I have a little bit of intention? Or is the whole fulfillment, ironically, the conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the realization that I'm standing in His presence. In truth, in a very telling statement, Harambam, in his Sefer HaMitzvot, in Mitzvah He, counts the following mitzvah. And he's criticized for doing so, and he addresses it. It's the mitzvah of Avodah. Avodah sounds like what's called the mitzvah Kolelet. Kolelet means it's all incorporating, all encompassing. So a mitzvah in which it's so all encompassing. Walk with Borei Olam. Uh, that's a mitzvah. That's everything I do. Says Arambam, I'm not going to count those. How come he counts Avodah? Says Arambam, ha mitzvah hamishit. He shesivanu leobdo yitala. The mitzvah is to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu. nichpel zen pe'amim, or pa'amayim. The mitzvah is repeated several places in the Torah. Amar va'avadetem atadonai lo'echem. Ve'oto ta'avodu. Ve'amar ve'oto ta'avod. Ve'amar ul'obdo. Four times at least the Torah commands us, worship, uh, work for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ve'afal pishizeh ha'tzivuyim. Even though this sivui, this command is kolel, it means it's all encompassing. And says, Rambam, I already told you, I'm not going to count those. There's a specificity. There's something particular over here. That's why I count it. What is that? There's the famous opinion of Rambam. Tefillah is a mitzvah from the Torah. There's an opinion he's learning. Tefillah. Avodah is tefillah. So, so far I've made a little bit of a point to you. You're looking for avodah, worship of HaKadosh Baruch not merely words, tefillah. So the sechar, pesiot, and halachat, that's learn, person should understand, that's avodah. That is the, the avodah. The Give me one second. Is part Beautiful. of, because the avodah is 
the involvement with him, so walking to it is a part of it as well. That's exactly the point. In other words, if it's just the Talmud Torah in the traditional sense, I studied the words, I know the words, so then what does it have to do with walking to it? Because it's not just that. It's the realization, it's the understanding, it's the feeling, it's the experience of being with. Talmud. Says Harambam, Avodah, even though I'm counting it as the mitzvah of tefillah, you should know the rabbis furthermore explain, Avodah is one other mitzvah. What is that? Talmud. He goes on, he quotes from the Midrash, Ve'amru, Avdehu betorato, Avdehu be-mikdasho. You want to know how to be Oved HaKadosh, or maybe Ovdehu. You should worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu both in his tefillah, the mikdash, and in Torah. Because there's a common denominator I'm explaining to you, we're discussing right now between these two mitzvot. These two mitzvot are avodah. These two mitzvot are beyond just performance you commanded and therefore I do. These are, I want to be with you. These are, I am together with you. As a result, there's a sachar pesi'ah, a sachar halicha for the walking too. If the whole point is to just be in the presence, to bask in, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Shekhinah, as I involve myself in these matters, in these mitzvot, so certainly, anything that gets me closer to that is a fulfillment of that. Harambam in Perek Aleph of Hilchot Tefillah and Halacha Gimal records, what is this mitzvah from the Torah of Tefillah? Certainly not the words we say, those are the, those the rabbis constructed. Anche Knesset HaGidolah, the Gemara tells us, that's the 19 Berachot. Uh, maybe it's the three times a day. No, the rabbis also determined that. Maybe it's the times. That's also rabbinic. What is the core mitzvah min torah which he counts, of tefillah? Two things he records, to the best of my knowledge, there in Halacha Gimal. Number one, he says, it's the structure of the prayer. Shevach, bakasha, and hoda'ah. That I start off with praise, I continue with requests, and I finish with hoda'ah, with thankfulness. You can do that in whatever words you want. You fulfill the mitzvah from the Torah. You didn't fulfill it midrabbanam, you fulfilled it from the Torah. Number two, kivun ha-tefillah, the direction that you pray in. The fact that you pray in the direction of the mikdash, that's part of the mitzvah min torah of tefillah. That's very surprising. You tell me the words are not. You tell me the times are not. No, two things. Okay, the structure are very significant. The direction, and I'm telling you, that's because that's what tefillah is. Tefillah is, I'm talking to you, Borei Olam. I'm in your presence. It's not merely the words I'm saying. It's the experience that I have right now. Again, as Rav Hunder says, to the extent that I finish saying the words, I'm still in the middle of the Amidah. Why are you still in the middle of the Amidah? You finished the words, chalas. You finished shaking the lulav, you made the berachot, and you shook the lulav. No, I'm still in the middle of the, I can't talk. You can't talk. You finished the mitzvah. No, I'm walking around on the lulav and I talk all day. I can't. Why can't you talk? Of course you could talk. You finished with the mitzvah. Over here, I said, finish sounding, but I don't, I'm still holding the shofar. Wait, you finished, it's over. Tefillah, in contrast, Talmud Torah, if it's about being in the presence of Borei Olam, if that's what it is defined by, well then of course you're still in the middle until you step out of it, until you step backward. Bring it back to the Rashi in the parasha, as Am Yisrael are leaving Misraim, as they leave Egypt, just one second, as Am Yisrael leave Egypt, the Pasuk describes for us, Vayelechu, they go. They don't just do the Avodah, let's remember that word of Korban Pesach. They walk, 
they go to do it. It's a vision, it's an understanding, of course, of what it means for Am Yisrael, for Bnei Yisrael, right before leaving Egypt, to involve themselves in a relationship with God. This Avodah is different than it was for Paro. For Paro, you just did. Similar to Lulav and Etrog and Sukkah, all fantastic. But that's following. I was commanded and I do. I build bricks and I do. I build pyramids. Okay, it's all done. Now there's something called Avodah. The Pasuk specifies, Rashi brings this out. Your relationship now, you're building, you're not just worshipping a master who's distant. You're developing a relationship, of course, Halacha. Milashon halicha and altikre halichot el halachot. We say every morning uh, to, to a certain extent touches on this point as well because tefillah and Torah, two of the fundamentals of our relationship with Borei Olam, two of the three pil- pillars upon which the Torah is, bi- the world is constructed, as the Mishnah tells us in Avot, are described not merely by the Torah as just doing as God commanded but as feeling and experiencing the full effect of what it means to come in contact with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They are both Avodah, and as a result, there's a reward for even the walking in the direction of Tefillah, the walking to approach the journey of Talmud Torah. Baruch Adonai